Welcome to That Kid Room Class, the Colgate student-run podcast where you can learn more about the kids from your classes and other amazing people that make up the Colgate student body. On this episode, That Kid Room Class is Hayden Gilbert. We talk about his love for dance, his struggle with internalized homophobia, and how therapy has played a large role in his life. I not only learned so much about Hayden, but also so much from him, and I hope you guys do too. Hi everyone, I'm Hayden. <laughs> so Hayden, tell us about yourself. Um, okay, I'm gonna do like my class introduction that I do on the first day. Okay. I'm Hayden Gilbert. I'm a junior here at Colgate. I'm a film and media studies major within economics and sociology double minor. Um, and I'm super excited to be here. Hey, I'm so excited <laughs> to have you. That's what I say during every class. I'm super excited <laughs> to be here. Um are you part of like any extracurriculars that you're in? Um, so I'm in, I'm not really a big, so I danced all of high school competitively, but then when I got to college, I just like, just like injuries and stuff, I kind of just fell out of touch with it. So I was like, I'm not going to do it at school because my favorite part about dance, which is weird because I feel like this is so not who I am, but I loved the competitive aspect of it. Like it brought out such a crazy side of me. Like I would never like, if I felt that competitive about school, like my grades would be far above. Like I'd be, I'd run the Dean's list basically. <laughs> but I just like, I loved the competitive aspect. I think like it pushed me to work so much harder, but I think just doing it for so long, I just got so burnt out. So when I got to school, I was like, not for me, not gonna do that. But I, all throughout high school, I always volunteered with little kids. So I'm in um, M&Ms, which is Madison Mentors. So once okay. a week I go, I have, it's like students from Madison Central who are kind of like struggling, acclimating to middle school from elementary school. And um, I go, I meet with my mentee once a week. She's great. Um, and that's been really fun because I was always working with kids for service and stuff and like babysitting in high school. So it's like nice to, I don't know, I feel like college, sometimes I feel like it's so fake. So it's nice to have a touch of innocence. Getting to hang out with my mentee, which is super fun. I'm also on club tennis, probably have gone three times since freshman year. Uh, I'm in Tau, Greek life, Mm -hmm. which I like, and I'm social chair of Tau, which is kind of the biggest time consumption in my schedule. So do you enjoy it? Yeah, I do like it. I think like so far, I mean, it's just the beginning right now of like um, actually like getting to see events I'm planning like come to life. But like last night was super rewarding because like when you're planning these events in like June and like making Google Calendar, it's hard to like see the vision come to life, I guess. So like to see it like actually work out and be like, wow, I did this. Like it's it's rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what kind of dances do you do in high school? Um, so I dance competitively. Think honestly, like think dance moms. I feel like most people are like it's not like dance moms, but at least in my experience, it was like not with like moms like watching and drama like that, but like that type of dance. So I was doing like a lot of contemporary. I hated jazz. I just I was too awkward. I was like in my awkward lanky phase um and but I was really good at acro but we never like competed that like acrobatics and Mm -hmm. stuff um but yeah no I loved it I started dance it's actually a weird story I always knew like I wanted to dance in like second grade like or like fourth grade whenever I like knew dance moms was a thing I was like I like love this I want to do this but also at the time with like battling like being gay and like internalized homophobia like I was so like not gonna do that like not 
because like at that point in like middle school well i guess i'll also just touch on the topic of being gay but um uh someone like stitched a tiktok of like this boy who's in like eighth grade and like everyone's just bullying him and like you're gay you're gay in the comments and like this kid stitch it he's like our age and he was like this is like such a problem that no one talks about like and he was saying like when i was in like seventh eighth grade like i would go like i'd be at school and kids would make fun of my mannerisms for being too feminine like my voice was too high and like he'd go home and journal this and like write these things down and like i related to that so much like it's i feel like now like i'm literally 20 years old like about to enter like the workforce like be my own like independent entity in this world and i still find myself like at times like trying to unlearn like all of this internalized homophobia and like all of things so with dance i was like for so long i was like I can't do this. Like I would teach myself tricks at home, like, like telling everyone I dance and like all these mm -hmm. things. And I felt so ashamed of it, but it was such like, it was the weirdest combat. And like, it was such a miserable time. And like, I was so embarrassed over this thing. I loved so much. Like it was my favorite thing. Like I was there 20 hours a week, like six days a week wow. and training. Like, and it was crazy. It was such a time commitment. And like, it was honestly like the biggest motivating factor in my life in high school, my personality trait, everything. Like I just loved it so much. And for so long, I was just so afraid until one day in seventh grade, I, I was kind of just like, fuck this. Like, I can't go on like hiding this part of myself because like, I love it so much. And then I, my mom just drove me to the dance studio and I started going from there and it was great. And I loved it so much, but, and it was my favorite thing, but also like the thing with so many sports, like especially college sports, like talking to athletes here, like coaches can be so, so toxic, mm -hmm. like so toxic. So mm -hmm. for so long, like and it's something I still do. Like, I really feel like I base my value off of like what other people think, which is like weird to see how that like manifests itself now. I In dance, like all that mattered was like what the judges thought of you, what your teachers thought of you and like all these things. And I think also just with like being gay, when I like finally did come out, like I just felt like I had to be this person and fit this mold and be like basically like the token gay that everyone expected me to be. And so it's like things like that, which is why, sorry, so many ideas coming up, but like, I think that's why I'm such like a people pleaser. And like, I get yeah. so anxious, like, especially at school, because I think being gay, like so many people assume they're way closer with me than they actually are. Like, obviously, like all my close friends I love and like, yeah. I, it's no disdain towards anyone, but it's like girls would be drunk and come up to me and be like, oh my God, I've heard so much about you. Like we have to be friends. And I'm like, well, you don't even know me. I mean, and some of those people ended up being like my super close friends, but I think just things get so much anxiety around, like, do people like me? Like, am I fitting this mold? I want people to fit me in. And it actually like, is funny because this year, like something like clicked because if you had a class with me, like freshman and sophomore year, you'd be like, who are you? Like, I couldn't participate. Like I would have to email teachers because I'd be so nervous to talk in class. My face would get so red when I did have to participate. Like I hated like public speaking because I would just freak out what everyone's thinking about me. And like, mm -hmm. now I think I've hit a point where I'm like, well, I don't, A, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. Like, I'm just going to do me. Like, as long as you're a good person, nice, like lead with like being yourself, that's fine. It's just like going back to the idea of like dance. It's like, it's so hard to unlearn, like just like what caring about what people are going to think about you. And I think being gay and like, and I came out late like I think everyone like which sucks that stereotypes exist but like everyone knew I was gay from like a young age like mm -hmm. if I'm if we're like comparing me to the stereotype but mm -hmm. I I was just very like 
just so like afraid and like when I finally did do it I was like well I now have to fit this mold so people are okay with it and like even the prospect like I've said this to so many people like I have great guy friends at home who I love but like it took me so long to get close with them whereas like here like it was so new to me like having boys like who are like wanting to be my friend for me like and that's like one of my favorite parts about Colgate just like how accepting everyone is and like not judging a book by its cover and even when I'm talking to someone they have their like moment and they're like wow like you're really not what I thought you would be and like I just like refrain but I'm like yeah like I love that about here that like I was allowed to come into school and like make friends as myself and like Mm -hmm. meet all these new people and just have this blank start just still like it's gotten so much better but I think everyone has this anxiety of like well, what, like, what does everyone think about me? Like, and I just think that on top of like trying to fit a mold was always really, really tough for me. Mm -hmm. Did you have a good high school experience? Like growing up? I honestly like had a good high school experience. Like I had a great group of friends who I'm so close with. Like I have great like guy friends from home. Like it took me a while to like, obviously get close to them. As I said, like I actually did have a good high school experience. What I realized though was in high school, like, when I would, I would just become this like very fake person. And cause I was so afraid of going out and like seeing boys and having to talk to boys that I'd like put on this persona and be like, and just be so nice to them and like ask them questions about them and like kiss their ass per se. Mm-hmm. And I just realized like, that's what I love about like Colgate specifically. So it's like, I came here and I didn't have to do that to make friends. Yeah, like it's like a relief yeah, for you. Exactly. I think I'm getting to a point, as I said, where that's like kind of fading and I'm like coming into myself and I'm realizing like, you can't live your life trying to please others and in the eyes of others because like I'll never be happy if I do that obviously it took like therapy and like conversations like this to figure that out but I think I'm definitely on like the road to like just being myself and being happy with that and like not stressing about what people think about me would you consider yourself a socially anxious person like I feel like you'd be so surprised by that statement because like I'm such a social butterfly because like I really do love meeting people like definitely but I there's also like times where not like being so nervous like because even like I had a good high school experience but like walking down the halls like I was horrified I was too scared to use like the men's bathroom in high school like I would have to go to the nurse to pee because she loved me and she'd be like oh you're good just go to the bathroom and I'm like you're such a queen and um because I was just so scared and I think like part of that was me and just like learning and I think like social media also not invalidating like any other gay person's experience but like learning about these like terrible things that actually happen and like these hate crimes and homophobic comments like I was so scared and I think for so long like I would assume the worst in people and so like I would be putting on this front and be so anxious well and I got to Colgate and like like I said like the best thing about it is like I learned like I can't assume the worst in people because it's going to inhibit my ability to a make friends be be close with people like when did you start going to therapy yeah so I started going to therapy I also am like the biggest supporter of therapy but because for so long like I was in therapy in high school like when I still wasn't out and I wouldn't even tell my therapist I was gay and I realized like for so long like I had such a guard up and there was no one in my life who I was like fully honest about with like my feeling my day-to-day things and like who I was and like it was weird because like I was, I'm so lucky again. Like my parents are the most supportive people in the world. They would not change a thing about me. Like we're so supportive when I came out are always asking me questions about like how they can be better, like things about me, like trying to understand me more. So even in therapy, I was just shut down and I would not open up. 
So then, like in high school, I was like, well, therapy is just a waste of time. Why am I going to this? Because the whole time I was sitting there and lying. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until like I realized like I have to be honest with myself, this professional who's literally being paid to help. That's the only way it'll get better. And so being in therapy, I learned to love it, view it as such a privilege when I learned to open up because like being honest is the only way you can grow and get better and like figure out these things because the biggest part of my growth is understanding the origin of it. And like therapy has been such a guiding point in that by no means am I therapy and learning to understand myself was the best thing I could ever do for myself. Having someone, I guess like a middleman, I guess who a like helped me figure out all these things about myself, but like my day-to-day issues, just having a nonpartisan voice, who's not going to like kiss my ass and tell me like, Oh, like, no, you couldn't be in the wrong. Like when I'm explaining a situation or she's like, you could have handled that better. Like telling me these things and knowing like it's coming from a professional and not from like a place of hurt, I think has been like a huge factor of like my personal growth. It's, it's such a privilege to have. And it's honestly, I really feel like it's something everyone should have access to. It's so important. Internalizing feelings just like destroys you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. If like therapy is not for you, because even if you do have access to therapy, like maybe it's just not for everyone, like just like learning to like find people you can be like intimate with and open up to like will totally change who you are and like your the trajectory of your personal growth, I guess. Are you comfortable sharing why you originally went to therapy? Totally. Another big part for me of and I think like a common shared experience. I need wait, I need more gay friends who I can like bounce <laughs> these ideas off of. But um we learned about this in sociology, toxic masculinity and internalized homophobia. I will say right now, like when I was a freshman sophomore in high school, like I was not a good person. Like I was mean, like I was like because I hated myself and I would project it onto others. Like I had great friends, but like I wasn't nearly like the friend to them I should have Everyone was like, oh, Hayden's so funny because I'd crack jokes, but I'd crack jokes at other people's expense. And I did that because I hated myself so much because I was so afraid of who I was and like being honest with myself and about who I am. The biggest issue was like my parents are like super like down to earth, chill people. And like I was so mean to them. Like I wouldn't talk to them. I literally every day I'd be like, come home from school, take a nap, go to dance, come home, do homework. And then on the weekends, I'd just be with my friends and like, I would avoid my parents at all costs. And when I was with them, I was always starting a fight, like at family dinner for no reason. And I think it got to a point, my parents were like, you have to go to therapy. You have to see someone like, we want a relationship with you. We want you to be happy and we see you're miserable. And even then I was like, ew, like whatever. And my mom finally put a foot down. I was like, you have to go to therapy. And I was like, okay, like F off. Um, And I went, like I said, like I wasn't honest, like it wasn't effective. I didn't feel growth from it. And then it wasn't until I remember it was a night my junior year when I was finally starting to like kiss boys, like having my first kiss, my first everything, but like all in secret. And so like, that's when it really peaked because there was one thing having these thoughts and hating myself, but then actually pursuing like these actions and like realizing I am gay, like sobbing, sobbing, crying. And I was just so sad because this person, like my mom, who of anyone in the world loves me. I was so, so terrible to her, like so mean. And it what had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with me. And I remember like, I went back into her room after that. And like, we just like cried and like talked. And I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. Because at that point, I still didn't feel ready to come out to her. 
but it was then I realized I was like, I can't do this alone anymore. Like I have such a great support system and I can't keep pushing these people away. And so I, then I told my best friends, I was like, I think I'm, and that's when things started to get better. And like, I wasn't out to just having someone I could talk to and just go to like, was the biggest game changer for me. And so, yeah, that's why I started going to therapy. And then I actually fell out of touch with therapy during like COVID. I was like, okay, like I'm fine now. Like I'm out to my friends. I'm out at school. Like everything's fine. I felt happy. But then I just realized like, I think college introduces new issues. Like obviously making friends so nerve wracking, like the anxiety of what everyone thinks. Um, And like, I'm the type of person which like, I really, I work on this more than anything. Like, because I cherish like friendships to me are so, so important. Like my friends mean the world to me. And my like biggest issue is like when I'm like feeling down or like if I'm stressed and this is something like I've, I'm working on actively, I tend to push people away and I tend to um, not be a bad friend per se, but I tend to be like a little more absent. I tend to act out when I'm drinking like, and it all manifests itself. And, like going back to therapy, that's when I realized like when I'm in like a bad mood and I'm really stressed, I now know like I cannot be like drinking and going hard like that night because then I project it, black out, and like completely out of control, wake up in the morning, I'm so anxious because I feel like, oh my gosh, did I do something to jeopardize my friendships? Like, did I hurt someone I care about? And like, it's totally comes from me. But so I started therapy back up because at school freshman year, like I just realized I can't fall back into a pattern of this. Um, And obviously it's a different case this time, but I'm just the type of person, like, I'm a huge, like, exerciser. Like, I love, when I'm stressed, like, I love to just run and go to the gym because, like, that's a healthy way of projecting away my emotions. Whereas, like, if I just internalize them, I've learned, like, I I mean, it's probably the case with everyone, but with me specific, when I internalize emotions, like, nothing good comes. Like, still actively, I'm, like, working on them. But, yeah, that's why I started going back to therapy at school. Therapy also, like, isn't, like, a linear experience. Like, it's not like you go to therapy and you're going to get better. And for a while, like, that's what I thought it was. I view therapy more as, like, honestly, at this point, it's, it's like, a debrief, I guess. Like, because I'm just airing out how I feel and, like, things that have happened the past week. And then getting, like, a professional opinion. But also, like, I almost, like, at this point, view my therapist as, like, one of my close friends. Like, she knows everything about me like the good, the bad, everything. And like, she doesn't judge me for it, but she's honest with me. My, for so long, I thought like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. It'll get better. Didn't get better because I'm not being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just understanding that it's not some linear, like you're going to go to therapy and get better, um, like facet of life was like the biggest game changer for me. Like I kind of now just view therapy as like a part of my week where like debrief and like it's almost like a reset, it feels like, um, which I like love so much about it. Mm-hmm. Besides therapy or something you've maybe learned from therapy that's helped you be more comfortable and like less anxious around people, like is there something, like any advice you would give to anybody else about how to do that? Yeah, definitely. I feel like for everyone, it's different. There's also like the fine line of like for a while, I was like, I just don't give a fuck. Like I'm just going to be myself. But then I'm like, wait, like being just like crazy and not caring and living life carefree, like is not it's not the vibe stop <laughs> like literally like i like that just creates issues in itself so i it's just understanding like i know what's important to me the things i care about the values like understanding that and like the things i want to lead with in life um is just like such a game changer so like that's not even therapy like sometimes 
like something like I don't do, I don't do this a lot, but when I do, I find it really helpful. Like I think journaling is so helpful. Having that time with yourself to just write down your thoughts, like is such like an incubator for change. I am writing things down and I'm like, oh, like I never looked at it this way. Like, and also like going for walks, just like, I think just doing things alone, a huge part of balance in college I found is like for so long, I got, I get terrible FOMO, like not just with going out, but like everything. Like I see people on a walk and I'm like, damn, like I missed that. Like, oh, and so like I learned for so long, like I was jeopardizing like things I needed to be doing for myself to like spend time with other people. And I would freak out. Like again, when people think about me, I'm like, oh, if I'm not there, like, are they going to forget about me? Like, am I going to become irrelevant per se? Obviously I've learned those feelings like are not valid and not true. And like, that would never be the case. But I've learned like, like having to jeopardize doing things for myself to be with others, like just like made me miserable. Not like being with others, like that I was still so happy doing that, but it was, I just realized like I'd go home and I just feel like so empty because I'm like, you can't feel like your validation can't come from others. And that's like another huge part. Like I'm so like get validation from others and other people Mm -hmm. liking me, but I've learned like, and especially this year, like I think I've been really good about just like doing things on my own, like going to the library, not because other people are there because I have to do my work. Yeah. Figuring out when you need alone time and when you need to be with others. Mm -hmm. And it can be hard to like find that alone time. Especially here. Oh, yeah. Because there's so, um, not to cut you off, but like, you have to take time for yourself. You have to do the things you know are going to make you happy. Like, if you're like every day, you're like, I have to work out every day because that makes me feel good. Work out every day. Like, mm-hmm. don't sacrifice that because you feel like you need to go to this party. Like, you're not, it's not going to be the end of the world because you didn't go out because you took a night for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you're going to wake up in the morning feeling a lot better than if you did like go out. Yeah, I think it's just something everyone needs to learn. Yeah. Like, that balance of like, how much time they need alone and like how much time they need with somebody and then learning how to be alone and like what you said with like FOMO and separating yourself is a whole other thing that you need to teach yourself. Totally. I do want to thank you like for opening up about that because honestly I used to go to therapy and I stopped because I didn't like it and just hearing somebody else's perspective of how much it helped them and like I'm constantly hearing that from my family members. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. Like, I don't like really opening up and getting exactly and like well, to a random person. But exactly. Everyone emphasizes the random. Exactly, part. which is so so true. And I totally forgot to mention that. And I think like like my favorite people are the people like who like it takes a while to like crack them open. Like I just admire that so much because I'm an open book. Like you talk to me. I've talked to me after one drink. You'll know my whole life story. <laughs> but like um, people who um are like more reserved, and it's like. Like I, there I think there's something like, for lack of a better term, like this is I mean, so cringy, but like I think there's something like so admirable about people who like, and like the friendships that like take time and like aren't like immediate like, because I mean the friendships that like right off the bat I'm like I love you like that's incredible, like when you start to realize like wow like it means so much to me that this person who's clearly like a little more reserved opened up to me like I think that's such like a great feeling and like says so much about a friendship that like that person can trust you or like you've been there for that person that they feel like they can be themselves around you but basically the idea that like it's you're literally meeting a random stranger and expected to like open up to them like in a sense like a therapist is like a friend and you have to build that friendship and that takes time but like that investment is so worth it in my opinion
And how long do you think it took you to like finally be like, wow, like this has actually changed me like therapy? I think it was like a hindsight moment. I think I was just like in a situation and I was anxious and I was like, wait, let's like think about what I talked about, what I looked inside and like realized is a problem. And like, it was moments like, like aha moments. It wasn't necessarily in therapy, like during the meeting itself, it was outside. It was the effects that I was like, wow. Like, and then I went back with like more, I guess, more confidence per se in the process. And okay. that was super beneficial. Yeah. Or even like trust. Yeah, definitely. That was a great conversation. Yeah, that was a great conversation. <laughs> wow. Wow. We should do this more often. Yeah, seriously. Come back on anytime. Seriously, if you ever need a co-host, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I love being here. Thanks, Char. Yeah, thanks, Aiden. Thanks so much for being here. Bye, everyone. <laughs>